What's going on, friends and fans? Ryan Dorn here, and welcome to another edition of the podcast. Hey, we've got a new format for you. It's going to be coming out every two weeks. It's going to be shorter, more targeted, right on point to get you what you need and get you back out on the street. This week's podcast is brought to you by our friends at 032 Outsourcing. Virtual staffing allows you to spend more time on the things that truly matter. Learn more online, 032outsourcing.com. Live from the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Ryan Dorn Business Show. Ryan is a 30-year Emmy-winning sales, marketing, and leadership advisor. He has touched over half a billion dollars in revenue and still sells every day. Ryan has been featured in Forbes, USA Today, and has trained over 20,000 professionals in seven countries. Now, here's your coach, your confidant, your fellow business warrior, Ryan Dorn. Hey, friends and fans, Ryan Dorn here, and this week we are talking about becoming a known entity and the importance of becoming a known entity or a thought leader or just getting your name out there. So what is the basic premise behind this? Well, when you're a known entity to somebody, typically it's much easier to form a relationship, to get a conversation going and things like that. It's sort of like when I met my wife now of 27 years, Um, she was a friend of a friend. So had I just approached her, I mean, it's possible I'm a pretty nice guy that she would have paid attention and maybe given me the time of day, but it always is easier if you know somebody, right? Well, stranger danger is not something that's new to any of us. Stranger danger has been around since we were a little kid. More than likely, your mom, your grandmother, whoever raised you said, hey, and it said to me, Ryan, don't talk to strangers. Now, for me, it's lucky thing I didn't get kidnapped or something. I, I love talking to strangers and I love meeting new people. But what's interesting is, do you call strangers back? Do you reply to emails from strangers? And the answer is no. You're a lot more likely to reply to a phone message, to send somebody an email back if you actually know who that person is. Why? Well, because you're of your comfort level, but also because you feel like, oh, I kind of know them. I probably ought to give them some type of reply. See, it's easy to ignore a stranger. It's easy not to call a stranger back. But even if you know them just a little bit, it's always a little bit harder to ignore that person. So becoming a known entity is really important in the sales business, especially when you're trying to call on people that have never heard of you and maybe never even heard of your product before. Okay, what are the three main things that I do to become a known entity, especially to clients that have never met me before? The first thing is I have a great LinkedIn profile. I've got a current picture on LinkedIn. My resume on LinkedIn doesn't look like I'm looking for a job. My about us, my about me on LinkedIn doesn't look like I'm looking for a job. It's actually a little glimpse into my soul. Behind my head on LinkedIn, in the image that you can change, I've got a picture that shows a little bit more about me. LinkedIn is it, friends. And LinkedIn, by the way, you should be a sponsor of the podcast and all these videos, by the way. Um, LinkedIn is one of the best sales resources, wink, wink, is one of the best sales resources that's out there. And the vast majority of people are going to look you up on LinkedIn. So make sure that it's right. So the first thing I want to do is make sure my LinkedIn profile is perfect. Then what I want to do is set a goal for myself that I'm going to connect with my prospects and I'm going to connect specifically with those that I'm currently doing business with. The next thing I'm going to do on LinkedIn is I'm going to begin to like, share, and comment on things that my customers are sharing or my prospects are sharing. Now, why do I do that? The reason is because if a prospect of mine posts something on LinkedIn and I comment on it, 
LinkedIn is going to automatically send to that prospect of mine an email that says, Ryan Doran just commented on something. Would you like to join the conversation? So LinkedIn will actually send an email mentioning me to the prospect that's there. See, when you start showing up on people's radar in an ethical and non-intrusive way, guess what? You start becoming a known entity to that person. Now, the next thing I like to do, especially on LinkedIn, is find groups that my prospects or my clients are active in. So when you go and click on one of your prospects or one of your active customers, scroll to the bottom, it'll show you the groups that they participate in. Now, obviously, you want to be ethical, you want to be smart, you don't want to sell in those groups, and you want to participate in a vibrant way, a vibrant non-sales way. Now, the third thing that I like to do is really pay attention to what's happening in the news. So with my customers, I like to set Google alerts for those customers and for those prospects. Imagine, if you will, that um, you're getting a Google alert as it relates to a prospect that's in the news and it's on Google, so it sends you a Google alert. Now, some of you can reach out to them then. Sometimes, though, we don't even know what Google alerts are. So Google, Google alerts. What you do is you set up Google alerts so that anytime your customer's name or their company name is mentioned anywhere online, Google alerts is going to send you an email update. Now, the reason these three or four things are important is because it requires work and effort for us to become a known entity. If you're not a known entity to somebody, you're going to be considered a stranger to them. And if you're like most normal people, most people don't communicate with strangers. So the whole idea behind this, friends, is whether you're prospecting, whether you're trying to grow relationships, becoming a known entity is going to increase your chances of cutting through the clutter and in the end, getting a meeting booked or something like that. Now, pay attention to the podcast, pay attention to the videos, because we're also going to have some advice coming up on when you get that meeting, then what do you do? What do you say to be able to break through the clutter there and close those deals? So check out those coming up as well. Friends, never forget, if sales was easy, everybody be doing it. And, and they're not. We're not crazy. This is a great career. It'll feed your family for a lifetime. Say, I'd love to come to speak at your national sales conference and work with your team. Reach out to me over at RyanDorn.com. Hey, friends, my goal is really simple, to provide you tactical and practical information you can put into practice right away. Speaking of that, I'd be a pretty terrible sales coach if I didn't take my own advice, right? Hey, if you would, give me 30 seconds here to pay a few bills, take care of those people that are out there to take care of all of you. We'll be right back with your listener questions after these commercial messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by the outsourcing experts at 032outsourcing.com. Virtual employees save you time, money, increase your productivity, and ultimately your profitability too. Learn more about outsourcing today. Visit 032outsourcing.com. Your podcast host, Ryan Dorn, has his new sales book on Amazon, Audible, and at Barnes & Noble. Selling Forward, Pandemic-Tested Strategies for Sales Success has been called a must-read for every sales professional. 100% of the net proceeds from Ryan's book sales always go to the Golden Harvest Food Bank. Buy Selling Forward today at your favorite retailer. Okay, now back to the podcast. Here's your fellow sales warrior and host, Ryan Dorn. 
Hey friends and fans, Ryan Dorn here answering your listener questions. Sent in to ryan at ryandorn.com. Keep those emails coming. I love to answer your questions. All right, next one comes from Trevor in Wyoming. Ryan, most of my advertisers are saying to me that word of mouth or referrals are their best marketing source. How do I handle that objection? So uh, Trevor from Wyoming, and I just was actually in Cheyenne, Wyoming for the Press Association. That was a ton of fun. Word of mouth and referrals is actually a vital part of marketing for almost everybody, you and me included, Trevor. The nice thing about what we do in the media business is that we get conversations started. So when someone says to me, hey, word of mouth is my best marketing vehicle, I say, that's awesome because we do an amazing job of driving word of mouth, driving referrals, making sure that people see your name, your brand, your business. Um, and it causes them to remember you, to keep you top of mind, which means they will refer you a lot more often. Here's the thing, friends, those of you that sell media like I do all the time, most advertisers, most businesses, what they do is they see us as a one-trick pony. They see us as only being good as bringing in new business. They don't see us as being a great way to drive referrals or bring back past customers. There's three things that we do in the media advertising business. One is we bring in new business. Number two, we drive past customers back. And number three, we create thanks, retention, word of mouth, and referrals. So remember, that's kind of a three sides, if you will, to the marketing success triangle, new business, re-engaging past business, driving referrals and thanks. That's that triangle that we always want to be talking about when we're out there selling marketing services. So Trevor from Wyoming, stay warm as well. And I hope that uh, helps you answer that objection next. All right, next question comes from Mel in my home state here of South Carolina. Uh, so Mel over in Columbia, I think I might know who Mel is. Uh, Mel, thanks for your question. Ryan, why is mass emailing not working the way it used to work? Meaning... Deliveries are good, people are opening it, but they're not responding as much. What's going on? So Mel, a really good question. The answer is actually moderately simple. During COVID, every marketer turned and really stepped up their email game. They got their email list really clean. It was one of the most efficient ways, and it always has been one of the more efficient ways to reach people. Now, what's going on, though, is that everybody's kind of figuring it out and the mail filters, email filters have gotten to be really, really good. People know to unsubscribe from things. And also Google's made it really easy just to click the spam button and get rid of those emails. So one of the things I would encourage people to consider is subject lines are king. Experts tell us that 50 plus percent of people open an email based on subject lines and nothing else. Are those subject lines really great? The next thing is, are you following my rule of three and three? Mel and everybody out there, my rule of three and three is three words in the subject line, three sentences max in the email. Are you actually following that rule? So if you're getting decent open rates, people aren't clicking. The other thing is, are you making it really clear what you want somebody to do? See, a lot of times in the emails that are sent, there's way too many images. There's not enough clear calls to action. Remember, a button is always going to get a better click than just a regular link. Use images with graphics on the image. Click here for this offer or whatever that circumstance is. Now, I'm not saying that email effectiveness has dropped completely. I'm just saying that a lot of people habits have changed. Remember friends, plain text emails 
those continue to do pretty well. When you get too crazy with graphics, tend, people tend to kind of ignore it. And if an email is really long, people just tend to delete it and not pay a whole lot of attention to it. Also, inside most email service providers, you can resend an email if somebody doesn't open it. So you might want to consider utilizing that service as a part of your email service provider uh, apparatus, if you will, as well. And that, friends, is the podcast for this week. We'll see you back here in two weeks. But hey, if you don't press pause or stop or fast forward or whatever, guess what? Another podcast all about sales and marketing will come your way very soon. Ryan Dorn saying thank you so much. God bless you. Get out there and sell something. If I can be of help, reach out to me, ryandorn.com. All right, we'll see you in two weeks.